10 seconds this morning. Now, we take 10 seconds of our life and, and we waste it away all the time. Can we just take 10 seconds this morning and give God a hand clap of praise this morning for His goodness? Listen, He is so good, so good to us. And I think so many times we get caught up in our lives and our everyday busyness of life and, and sometimes we forget how good God is God, God is to us. But I, I'm super thankful. Been reminded this week of, of God's, God's goodness. I started my week off Monday with uh, my ordin, ordination council meeting um, and sat around the table with seven uh, ordained, uh, four ordained ministers and three ordained uh, deacons and um, had, a, had a great time. Had a great time. I was scared out of my life when I walked in the room, uh, but was very encouraged uh, when I left. And, and we will celebrate tonight. And my family is so looking forward to ordination service tonight at 6. But uh, God has just reminded me throughout this week, Mr. Jeff, starting Monday, of just how good he is. My wife and I got on a plane Wednesday, two planes. And we got on two planes yesterday and connecting flights. And um, there again, God reminded me how good he is uh, when, we allowed, when we allowed to... Uh, when he allowed us to land back on, on ground. I'm not the biggest fan of flying, but uh, God kept us safe. But uh, God is so, so good to us. But this week, I, or this morning, I want to uh, do a second, the second part of our two-week series that we started last week, um, Encountering God. Last week, I preached a message on, uh, entitled Encountering the Power of God. And we looked at Exodus chapter 14, uh, where we see the power of God uh, was displayed in the life of of Moses and the Israelites, and we learn that even in our lives, just like the Israelites, we have to fear not, stand firm. Often we must be silent and, and trust God, and we learn when God says move forward that we must be, be obedient. And I prayed, and I pray that that, that, that word has some, somehow, some way impacted your, your life this week, and I pray that it will continue to impact your life uh, in your everyday walk with, with Christ. And Coming into this week, church, I, I had all intentions of preaching a message entitled Encountering the Presence of God and, 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 and talking of the importance of God's presence in our life. But, but as I begin to seek God this week and, and prepare for, for, for today, uh, the Holy Spirit began to remind me of the greatest encounter that I have ever had with God. The greatest encounter that I have ever had with God, And in all reality, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ this morning, whether you realize it or not, it is also the greatest encounter that you have ever had with God. I want you to turn your Bibles this morning to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, starting in, in verse, verse number 1. If you love the Lord, say amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2, starting in, in verse... Verse number one. You can follow along on the screen. But Paul says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. Verse number three. Among whom all, we all once lived in the passions of our flesh carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. And we're by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. Verse number four, but God. Turn to your neighbor, tell him, but God. But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together in Christ. 
by grace you have been saved. Verse number 6, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages we might show the immeasurable riches of his, his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Verse number 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is a gift of God. Not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Verse number 10, for we are, it, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Let us pray. God, we love you. God, I thank you so much, God, for the word of God. God, I thank you so much that every single day, God, I get to start my day with you. God, I get to encounter, God, what you have in store for me every day. God, I thank you for your love. God, your grace and your mercy that you pour out in our lives every single day. God, use me today. May people not see me, God, but they see you high and lifted up. May we leave different than when we came in this morning. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I want to take just a few minutes of your time this morning and look at encountering God's forgiveness. Encountering God's forgiveness. The greatest encounter that I ever had with God is the day that I encountered His, His forgiveness. Are you with me this morning? Are you with me this morning? Can I tell you, not just for me, but the greatest encounter for all believers is the day that we experience God's undeserving, unending forgiveness. Are you thankful for God's forgiveness this morning? Amen. Are you thankful for the day that you encountered God's forgiveness? Sometimes, church, we just need to, to stop for a moment and think about the goodness of God. Sometimes we need to stop just for a moment and be reminded of God's love and, and God's forgiveness in our lives. Church, we, we sometimes need to take a moment and think about where we were and where God has, has brought us. Aren't you thankful you're not where you used to be? Amen. Listen, I'm thankful I'm not where I used to be. Number one, because I was, I was on the way to a place called hell, but, but God restored my soul and I encountered His his forgiveness, and he has, he has promised me a place in eternity. I believe in our passage today, Paul explains three things. If you're taking notes in your handouts, you'll see today it's just a, a bunch of blank lines, but I encourage you to write these three things down, and you can go back and look at them. But if you're taking notes, I want you to write these three things down. Three things I believe Paul explains in our passage today, and number one is, why do we need an encounter with God's forgiveness? Number one, why do we need an encounter with God's forgiveness? Number two, write this down. What happens when we encounter God's forgiveness? What happens when we encounter God's forgiveness? And number three, God's plan for us after we encounter God's forgiveness. God's plan for us after we encounter God's forgiveness. Church, I want to take our ten verses today, and I want to break them up into three Three groups. This morning, in, in the first group of scriptures, looking at verses 1 through 3, I believe Paul plainly explains, number one this morning, why do we need an encounter with God's forgiveness? How many believe you need an encounter with God's forgiveness? Yeah, amen. Listen, I know I, I do. Number one, why do we need an encounter with God's forgiveness? I believe Paul answers that in our passage today. In verses 1 through 3, Paul reminds the church of, of Ephesus of their former spiritual state prior to their encounter with God's forgiveness. Paul says in verse number 1, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins. Church here, we must understand that Paul is, he is not referring to our physical bodies, but he is referring to our, 
our spiritual bodies. Can I tell you this morning that there is a difference in being physically dead and spiritually dead? Y'all with me this morning? There is, a, there is a difference in being physically dead and spiritually dead. There are those that we come in contact with every day that are physically alive, but they are spiritually, they are spiritually dead. There are those that, that we come in contact at our jobs or in our schools that, that are physically alive, but they are, are spiritually dead. Maybe you are in this place today physically alive, a breathing, a walking human being, but you are spiritually, spiritually dead. Church, there is a, there is a difference. Listen, if we think of someone that is, is physically dead, they have no appetite for food. They have no appetite for, for, for drink. They feel, they feel no pain. Why? Because they're dead. They're physically dead. I believe Paul is telling us the same is true for the inner man of an unsaved believer. We are, we are spiritually, spiritually dead. Paul says in verse number 1, the cause of spiritual death is trespasses and, and sins. Paul goes on to say in verse number 2, in which you once walked, following the course of the world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now in work in the sons of disobedience. Verse number 3, among whom we all once lived in the passions of the flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and, and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. In verses 2 and 3, Paul goes on to explain in these two verses that, that we were spiritually dead because we followed three evil, evil things. And those things he explains are, are the world, Satan, and our own sinful desires. How many of you can relate to that? Listen, there have been times in my life that I have followed the world. There have been times in my life that I have followed my own sinful, sinful desires. And, and Paul explains those in our passage today. Then he, in verse number 2, he said, we followed the course of the world. Then he said, we followed the prince of the power of air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of, of disobedience. And in verse number 3, he said, we once lived in the passions of our, of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. Church, Paul is explaining to the Philippians or to the Ephesians that, that every person begins their life on earth in a state of spiritual deadness. You believe that this morning? You believe that this morning? Everybody that is born, every single one of us in this room, started our lives on this earth in a state of, of spiritual deadness. We were born into sin. Every Christian should, should understand their former state to be the same as every other unbeliever. Listen, I want to break the news to you this morning and let you know that no one's born a Christian. Y'all with me this morning? Nobody is, nobody is born born a Christian. I wish that was, that was the case and we would just all uh, spend happily ever after in, in heaven with Jesus, but that is, that is not the case. Everybody is not born a Christian. Every human being is a, is a sinner, dead in their trespasses and their sins, and, and I want us to understand all humanity shares the same starting point. We're no different. Paul sets the stage explaining why we need an encounter with God's forgiveness we need an encounter with, with God's forgiveness because without it, we will, we are, and we will always be spiritually dead. Amen? We will all be, be spiritually dead. We are in need of God's forgiveness because without it, we are spiritually dead. And in verses 4 through 7, Paul explains what happens when we encounter God's forgiveness. So we're in need of it. Why? Because we're spiritually dead. We're born into sin in our trespasses and, 
and our sins. We, we chase after the desires of the world. We chase after the desires of our, of our own heart. But when we encounter God's forgiveness, church, something happens. Are you with me this morning? Something, something happens when we encounter God's forgiveness. We were born spiritually dead, but Paul says, look at me in verse number 4, but God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love in which he, he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. Church, that ought to excite you this morning. Listen, I'm not saying we got to jump up and clap our hands, but, but somewhere deep down inside, that should excite you this morning. In the midst of, of your spiritual deadness, God showed up on the scene. Amen? God showed up and he, and he made us He made us alive and by grace you have been saved. Verse number 6, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages we might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through through faith, and it is not your own doing, it is a, it is a gift of God and, and not a result of works so that no one may boast. Church, I don't know about you, but I'm glad that, that it didn't stop with verse number 3. Aren't you glad this morning that, that it didn't stop with verse number 3, but I'm glad that Scripture uh, didn't stop with us being, being spiritually dead, but God gave us a way, a way out. Listen, have you ever felt stuck and you couldn't get out? Just to tell you a little story and we'll move forward. I, I, I don't like going under houses, okay? But I'm okay with it if i got to do something. Well, I began to go under my house. It's been several years ago, and, and I could see my way out. I could see the door. Well, I had someone coming in behind me, and he blocked the doorway. At that point, I thought I was, I was going to pass out, right? Because I didn't see my way out. I told him, I said, get out of the way. I'm coming. i got to get out of here. And ever since that, that point, I felt... I felt stuck. Church, listen, God made a way out of our spiritual deadness this morning. Listen, we don't have to live in a life of a spiritual deadness. We can, we can walk in deadness if we want to, but God has made a way out. He didn't stop with just that we are dead in our trespasses and our, and our sins. But in the midst of our trespasses and sin, in the midst of our spiritual deadness, Paul says, but, but God. God showed up on the scene. What better person to show up on the scene but God? Amen? Listen, I don't know about you, but I'm glad when God shows up in my life, when God shows up on the scene and Paul says, but, but God, but God. Listen, I'm thankful this morning that God showed up in the middle of my mess. I'm thankful this morning that he didn't leave me where I was, but Scripture teaches us that even though we were spiritually dead, we don't have to stay there. Paul says we no longer have to live in and spiritual deadness. But God who is rich in mercy. How many believe he's rich in mercy this morning? Amen. He is rich in, in, in mercy because of his great love. How many believe that his love is great for us this morning? Right? Amen. His love is, is great because of his great love which, which he loves us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses made us alive together in Christ. By grace you have been saved. How many are thankful for the grace and the forgiveness that God has poured out in your, your life this morning. Amen? Church, what happens when we encounter God's forgiveness? God takes us spiritually dead and He makes us alive in Jesus Christ. I can truly say that the greatest encounter that I have ever had with God is the day that I encountered 
His forgiveness. Paul explains, we need God's forgiveness because of our spiritual deadness. Then when we encounter God's forgiveness, He takes the spiritual dead and He makes us alive in, in Him. I shared earlier that, that we can be physically alive, but, but spiritually dead. Church, listen to me real quick. Can I tell you coming to church doesn't make us spiritually alive? Amen? Listen, can I tell you that reading your Bible every day doesn't make us spiritually alive? Singing in the praise team or, or teaching Sunday school doesn't necessarily make us spiritually alive. Listen, helping with outreach projects and VBS and volunteering. Listen, coming to church every Sunday doesn't make us spiritually alive. But Paul explains that the only way, the only way is through an encounter with God's forgiveness. The only way that we are made spiritually alive, Mr. Jeb, the only way that we are brought out of our spiritual deadness is an encounter with God's grace and God's, God's mercy. We must understand that it's, it's only through an encounter with God's forgiveness that we have spiritual, spiritual life. I begin to think this week, the many things, Mr. Joel, that God has, has blessed me with in my life. Listen, the many things, uh, Mr. Bill, that God has just poured out into my life. I, I think about 2019 and, and the many, 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 many things that God has just showed up and I have encountered Him in my, in my life. But church, nothing is greater. Nothing is greater than when I encountered His forgiveness in my life. Listen, Paul explains that, that we need it. Why? Because we're spiritually dead. We're born in, in, into spiritual deadness, if that makes sense. And he goes on to say what happens when we encounter that is, is that we are made alive through Christ. God made a way out for us. And we don't have to stay, Mr. Door, where we are in our life. But we have a way out through Jesus, Jesus Christ. Y'all with me this morning? I'm going to let you go in just a little bit, okay? Paul goes on to say in verse number 8 and verse number 9, For by grace you have been saved through, through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that you may, so no one may, may boast. Church, I want us to understand that, that it is nothing that we can do, there is nothing we can do to bring us out of spiritual darkness. I believe Paul is teaching us that there is absolutely nothing we can do in our own power to bring us out of spiritual darkness. But it is everything that God has already done for us. Amen. There's nothing that we can do, but it is everything that God has already done for, for us. I shared earlier, listen, oftentimes I think we forget to be thankful just for His, His goodness. Listen, I know, man, over the last six weeks, it's been kind of busy in my life. Amen. It's been kind of busy, right? And I've had a lot of people, uh, uh, encouragement, a lot of people come and and encourage me through text messages, email, prayers. But it's it's been it's been um, it's been quite interesting, and it's been it's been busy to to say the say the least. And 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 it's easy when we get into the busyness of life to really sit down and think, man, God has been so good to us. God has been so good to us. It's easy in the busyness of life to forget about the many things that God has truly truly blessed us with in our life and I, I've been reminded so much this past week of, of just God bringing me out of my spiritual listen if he never did anything else for us in our life Miss Sandy listen to me church 
Listen, if he never did anything else for you, listen, if he never provided you another meal, if he never provided you a roof over your head, if he never provided you uh, clothes on your back, listen, I believe it is enough that God has brought us out of a, a, a state of being spiritually dead and he's made us, he's made us alive. Amen. That is enough to be thankful for. And I pray more than anything today through the Word of God that you are reminded of the goodness of God. You are reminded of, of your encounter with God's forgiveness and you are reminded every day of your life just to be thankful for what He's done in your, your life. Are you thankful this morning? Amen. Listen, I'm thankful this morning. Verse 9, Paul said, it is a gift of, of God. Number one, it in verses 1 through 3, we looked at why do we need an encounter with God's forgiveness. Paul explains that when we encounter God's forgiveness, when we encounter God's forgiveness, Paul, let me, let me start back over. We looked at why we need an encounter with God's forgiveness. Paul plainly explains, because without God's forgiveness, we are spiritually, spiritually dead. Number two, in, in verses 4 through 9, we looked at what happens when we encounter God's forgiveness and and Paul explains that when we encounter God's forgiveness we no longer have to be spiritually dead but but we are made alive in in Christ at the beginning I shared with you three things and I hope that you wrote those things down but if you didn't you're going to get a chance right here number one why do we need an encounter with God's forgiveness number two what happens when we encounter God's forgiveness and lastly today number three I want to look at I believe Paul explains God's plan for us after our encounter with God's forgiveness how many believe it, that it don't end when we get saved? Amen. It, it, doesn't, just, it doesn't just stop. Listen, listen, churches are guilty. I've been guilty of someone coming to be saved and, and we just think that's it. Listen, they've come into the kingdom of God. God has saved their, saved their soul. And, but church, that is, not, that is not it. But God has a plan for each and every single one of us in our lives. Verse number 10, follow along with me. Paul says, for we are His, his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in, in Him. Church, Scripture teaches us that our very faith is a gift from God. And I believe Paul is saying that we, we must acknowledge that, that we are God's workmanship. His plan for us is, is that we are here for, for His glory. We are here for, for His work in, in the kingdom. How many believe that this morning? We are here for, for only for His glory and, and the work for his, his kingdom. God's plan for us, I believe Jesus describes in Matthew chapter 5, verse number 16. I want to share this verse with you this morning. Let your light shine before men. Listen, this is a verse that we learn when we we're small, a small child. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Church, our good works will display the handiwork of, of God. I want you to catch this right here. Our works don't produce salvation. Listen, we can't work for what God has done for us, but it is, it is clearly a gift from God. But our salvation will produce the works of the kingdom of God. Amen? Listen, our salvation or our works does not produce our salvation, but, but our salvation will produce the works of the kingdom of God. When we encounter God's forgiveness, we are brought to life in Jesus Christ. It will produce the works for the kingdom of God. Our light will shine for all the world 
to see. Church, as we begin to close in just a few moments, I pray that, that you are reminded through our scripture today of God's amazing forgiveness in our lives. I pray that we are reminded that even in the moments of, of being spiritually dead, God made a way through Jesus Christ for us to be alive. Church, listen, we have reason to live. We have reason to live. God made a way out for us, and we have a reason every day to let our light shine so that everybody would see, not us, but that everybody would see and glorify our Father in, in heaven. I pray every Sunday that God would hide me so that people wouldn't see me, but they would see him high and lifted up. Church, it is not about us. It is not about what we do. It is not about what I preach, but it has everything to do with what God has done for us and our work for him in the kingdom. Amen. It has everything to do with, with him this morning. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. We have reason. God has saved us. He has pulled us out of a spiritual darkness, and He has put a plan before us because we are His, His workmanship. Ms. Diane, if you would come and begin to play softly this morning. Just a few more things, and I'm going to close. I shared earlier the greatest encounter that I have ever had with God is the day that I encountered His forgiveness. Man, just this week, I've already said that I've been reminded of His goodness, reminded of of His forgiveness in my life. Can I ask you this morning, have you encountered God's forgiveness? Have you had an encounter with God's grace and, and, his, and his mercy? Listen, we were born spiritually dead. You don't born and get a, a one-way path to heaven. Don't work that way. But Paul plainly tells the Ephesians, he says, listen, we started out in a state of spiritual deadness. No life. When someone is dead, they have no life. And for a long time, church, long time, I shared this week in my ordination. Listen, I grew up in church from the time I was a, in baby diapers. I was a so-called leader in the youth group when I was a teenager. But church, I was dying and I was going to hell. Why? Because I had not had an encounter with God's forgiveness. And if I had died before the age of 19, when I surrendered my life to Christ, I'd have spent eternity in hell. Because I was dead. My, I was actively alive physically, but my spirit was dead. Paul tells them, listen, you need an encounter with God. Why? Because you're dead. But what happens when we, when we had that encounter? Listen, God made a way out through His Son, Jesus Christ. The gospel. Jesus died on the cross that we might have eternal, eternal life. This passage in Ephesians chapter 2 sets before us the difference between what we once were apart from Christ and what we are now in, in Christ. The good news of the gospel is that we don't have to remain in dead in our trans, uh, transgressions and sins, separated from God and destined for wrath. But God has provided a way of salvation. One way, and that's Jesus Christ. John 14 and 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the, I'm the life. And, and no one, no one, I don't care how old you are, I don't care if you you know, pretty, ugly, you know, black, white, I, I, I don't care. No one comes unto the Father. But, through, through me. 
The only way to get out of our spiritual deadness, deadness is to have an encounter with God and having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Stand to your feet all over the house. I want to encourage you. Listen, praise team don't have to come. You just play softly, Miss Diane. And we're going to close just like this. I encourage you, if you are a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, listen, if you know that you know that you know that you have accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I pray this morning, and I encourage you this morning to be thankful for God's forgiveness in your life. Be thankful. Be thankful for His goodness in your life. And lastly, this morning, I encourage you, if, if you never encountered God's forgiveness, make today the day. Make today the, the day. If the Holy Spirit is drawing you today, I challenge you to come. Listen, as Miss Diane just continues to play, I ask you to dim the lights. Join me as I pray. God, thank you so much. God, for your word. God, I pray today that, God, we won't just, God, take the word and just forget about it and go on about our business. God, but we will really, God, be thankful for just what you have done in our lives. God, in knowing that, God, I know the greatest encounter that I ever have with you is the day that you saved my soul. The day that you, you took my spiritual deadness and you, and you made it, you made it alive. God, I pray that, God, we can be reminded today. Not only, God, have you made us alive in Jesus, God, but you have a plan for us. You have a plan for us, God, to go out and, God, not work for our salvation, but, God, that through our salvation, through what you've done in our life, God, we go out and we let our light so shine before men. God, in a way that others will see you, God, and glorify Glorify your name. God, thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I know this is a